Good morning. Amen. Can you stand up and let's give the Lord a hand this morning? So great to be in his house. Amen. It's a fellowship with the saints, the brothers and sisters. Amen. Hallelujah. How many is glad to be here? Amen. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Well, today we are celebrating Heritage Day and for those of you who don't know what that is, we are just going to be honoring today um, those of our older generation and uh, going to be singing some songs that will take you way back. We were practicing and somebody said earlier, I don't know, we know this song. And they said, well, it was written in 1933. That was a long time before they were born. I said, well, that's actually a long time before several of us were born. But you know what? These are the songs that many of you were raised on, and uh, we just want to honor you and worship the Lord today. Amen. Just look around and wave at somebody and say, I, I love you, and it's good to see you. Amen. How many is ready to go to heaven? Amen. How many doesn't care if it happens today? Amen.
And especially if we will keep holding to his hand. How, how, how many of you have gone on a walk before, maybe with a little child or your spouse, and you just walking down the road, holding to their hand, and you just feel safe and comfortable. Amen? Well, we're holding to his hand this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let go, and he won't let go of you. Amen. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. of his hand. Amen. He will never turn loose of you. Amen. I was debating between a couple songs, but uh, I believe we're going to go with this one. How many, what does heaven mean to you this morning? Amen. 
It's going to be a great place. No more sorrow, no more sadness. Some of you have lived a lot of years. You've served the Lord a long time. You've seen a lot of heartaches and trials, but you've also enjoyed a lot of victories. Amen. Amen. And you know what? But this life is not all there is. Amen. I'm so thankful. Somebody posted this past week, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And you know what? They can have it before long because we're going to be out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. And I just uh, can't wait till we get to heaven. How about you? Hallelujah. A country where no twilight shadows
Hallelujah, church. Let's give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. I don't I don't think it's long, church, that we're gonna we're gonna be in heaven. Can you say amen? How many of you ready to go? How many of you ready to go? How many of you got loved ones over there that you want to see? Hallelujah. Let's let this ring one more time before we make transition. Let's sing this one more time. Let's throw our hands up in the air and close our eyes and Jason, make sure the sound's up back there. I wanna I want this song to ring. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship church. What will it be when we get over yonder? Oh, hallelujah. Tell them you're glad they're in the house of God this morning. Amen. Well, today is Heritage Day, and we just want to take a little bit of time, a few minutes, and honor those that are older generation in our church that have been here. Uh, You know, um, we appreciate the older generation. They're the ones that have stood firm and strong and kept the church going. And uh, at one time, they were the younger generation of the church. They were the young ones, and we honor you today. And Sister Christina is going to come and read a little poem uh, for you this morning. Good morning. morning. So I was cleaning upstairs in the attic and found some old bulletins. And this is from May 15th, 1993. Not getting old. You tell me that I'm getting old. I tell you that's not so. The house I live in is worn out, and that, of course, I know. It's been in use a long, long time. It's weathered many a gale. I'm really not surprised, you think. It's getting somewhat frail. The colors changing on the roof, the windows getting dim, the walls a bit transparent and looking rather thin. The foundation's not so steady as once it used to be. My house is getting shaky, but my house isn't me. My few short years can't make me old. I feel I'm in my youth, 
Eternity lies just ahead, a life of joy and truth. I'm going to live forever there. Life will go on. It's grand. You tell me I am getting old? You just don't understand. The dweller in my little house is young and bright and gay, just starting on a life to last throughout eternal day. You only see the outside, which is all that most folks see. You tell me that I'm getting old? You've mixed my house with me. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. We can be uh, old, but yet very young at heart. Amen. We are going to ask, if you are 70 and older, we are going to ask you to stand, and we just want to honor you. We're going to have prayer. I know we have about almost 30 people in our congregation. They may not all be here. But if you are 70 and older, we're going to ask you to stand, and we're going to have a prayer just to honor you, and it will uh, we'll pray over all those. Now, I know some of you all are 70 and older. <laughs> All right, if you don't want to stand, we'll pray for you anyways. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a hand. Amen. Amen. Hey. Amen. I mean, just remain standing, and uh, you know what? You don't have to be ashamed of your age. If I live to be 70, I'm going to be shouting because I'm like, I've survived 70 years. You know, I made it. I'm going to. Don't ever be ashamed of your age. Amen. That lets the rest of us know we can make it. Amen. Amen. Let's just, everybody where you're sitting, just stretch your hand towards somebody that's close towards you. And let's just pray a blessing over these that are here and those that aren't here that have to be home today due to, the, um, the, to COVID or whatever. Let's just pray over each other in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you have promised us long life, God. And I pray over the senior citizens of our congregation today, Lord. I pray that you are, would lay your hand upon them, God. I pray that you would bless them in a mighty way. We thank you for everything that you've already brought them from and brought them through. And, Lord, today we pray another blessing upon them, whether they're here in the church or they're at home this morning. God, I pray that your hand would be upon them, God. You would increase them, that you would heal their bodies, Lord, and that you would answer their prayers, God. Those that are praying for their loved ones and their children to come home, God, let them see the rewards of their prayers, oh God. Make your face to shine upon them and bless them indeed, we pray. God, we pray that you would just use them in a great way, Lord. It doesn't matter how old that we are, God, you still have a plan for us to be here. You still have a reason for us to be here on this earth. As long as we're breathing, God, you still have a plan, and I pray that that plan will be fulfilled in everyone's life, God, that is standing for all of our senior citizens. We pray over them. We pray peace and the joy of the Lord in their heart, God, and we pray great victory, Lord, and protection over them in these days that we live in. Bless them in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. How many believe we need the whole armor of God on? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And ladies are invited to this great Bible study that, um, that we're going to have. How many glad you come to church this morning? Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Uh, I, I want to start out by saying uh, there's a scripture in the, um, in the Old Testament. Uh, that God gave the uh, God gave the prophets uh, warning, talking to all the prophets in the Old Testament, and then into the, walking into the New Testament, and uh, the Lord spoke to the prophets and said that 
Uh, there's going to come a time uh, that you're going to have to speak to the people, and if you don't speak the if you don't speak the truth to them and tell them what is going on, uh, it's like in the Bible. Do you remember when the, when the Bible talks about there was a watchman on the wall? And the, 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 it was a huge city, and everybody's living inside of this, these city walls. And there were watchmen all, all, all along, looking out, way out, uh, looking for danger to arise. And anytime they seen danger, uh, they would go warn the army that there's danger way out there uh, to get prepared because they're coming to attack this whole city where our moms live where our dads live, where our sisters and brothers and our grandkids live, and our great-grandkids are coming in, and they're going to destroy this whole city, and there were watchmen on the wall. Well, God in the Old Testament told the prophets, and even into the New Testament, that when you see danger approaching, if you don't warn the people, if you don't warn them, their blood is going to be on your hands at judgment. Now, church, that is a scary thing. That's a scary thing staying behind this pulpit. And he said, if you don't warn them when, we, when you get to, when you get to uh, the throne and with judgment time, I'm going to judge you for not warning them. But if you warn them, come judgment time, then they're going to be responsible if you warn them. And so this morning, it's one of those messages, I would love to to give a message again this morning on the favor of God or the prosperity and how God wants to bless us and God wants us to do all of those things. But right up front, it's going to be a message of warning of what I feel like the Lord is speaking to the church, period. And so I want to start out, and I normally don't start my messages out like that. I just felt like I wanted to, I don't want to be looked at as a pastor is not preaching in love this morning, but I feel like there has to be a, we're we're living in the last days. We're living in perilous times. Uh, We're living in some crazy times right now, aren't we? And so I want to go to 2 Timothy, and we're going to have water baptism right after the, um, the sermon um, this morning. I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I want to read just a short passage of Scripture here. It says, uh, but mark this, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3 and verse 17, but mark this, let this be said, there will be troubled times in the last days. Now listen to what Timothy wrote. People will, now he's telling you the the landscape of what this is going to look like. People will be lovers of themselves. But they only think about their self. Now, let me set this up because it's not talking about the world. Hey, Hey, when you lived in the world, did you only most of the time think about yourself? Come on. It was all about you, 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 right? But Timothy is talking to the church here. He's warning the church. He says, people will be lovers of themselves. 
He said there will be lovers of money. The church. Boastful. Proud. Abusive. Disobedient uh, parents. There's going to be uh, a generation, my generation and down. Uh, It says there's going to be a time where the older generation, that my generation is not respecting them and honoring them. I don't care how old you are. If your mom and dad is still living by the word of the living God, we are to honor them and we are to respect them. I don't care how they lived in the past. God said, you honor them and respect them. And God said, I'll bring them a judgment day. But it's your responsibility to honor and respect them. Then it goes on to say, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving. It doesn't matter what somebody does something to me as a Christian. I don't really want to forgive them. I'm going to slander them. I'm going to be without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, lovers of pleasure, excuse me, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, meaning meaning I act like I'm a Christian, I look the part, but I'm not walking the walk. I look like a Christian, I say I'm a Christian, I bar the doors of the church, but I'm not walking what the Word of God says. I'm on Facebook as a Christian, I'm on camera as a Christian, I'm on my phone and multimedia as a Christian, but down in my heart, I'm not walking what Jesus says. It says I'm ple- I love pleasure rather than God. I love the pleasures of this world more than I love God. Talking about Christians. Uh, God says in His Word, I don't care how much you have. I don't care how rich you are. You've heard me say this over and over and over again. King Solomon was the richest man that has ever lived. God doesn't care what you have, how much you have. As long as you touch His kingdom. But He doesn't care. But when money, making money, when my boats and my cars and my houses and and pleasure and going places mean more to you than God, he said, that's what's going to happen in the last days, even the people that go to church, Sister Tina. You've been walking along with Tina and I for a long time, Sister, and you've seen this. So what I want to do just for a few minutes this morning, I think it's time that we house clean. Now, how many of you women love to deep clean? We got one out of the whole congregation. How many of you, some of you women like to just surface clean? Well, then the last question, how many of you women just don't like to clean at all? There we go. Now, have you ever asked your teen before to clean, a teenager to clean? You think maybe they'll surface clean, but they, good chance at that. But God said He wants us to have a a clean what? A clean heart. So this morning, what I want us to do
I want us to, I want us to look at our, every one of us, every one of us. The Bible says no condemnation because the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all did wrong. We've all have got things in our life that every one of us down in our heart, it, it, it needs to do some house cleaning. Every one of us, every one of us need to do some house cleaning. So that's what I want us to do this morning. Put the rubber gloves on, so to speak. You know, when you get down and you start to really get down and deep clean. That's what I want us to do this morning. Um, we're living, church, in uh, crazy times. We're living, uh, we're living in perilous times. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8 says, talking to church people, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for who shall see God? The clean heart. The pure in heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. Paul is writing a letter to the Corinth church. The Corinth church now has, was, was saying... The corn church said, was saying, uh, I'm walking with God. The corn church says, I got it all together. The corn church says, um, uh, I can have sin in my life and still go to heaven. The corn church says, I can live a life of pleasure and love pleasure more than I love God. And look at what Paul wrote to the corn church. He says, since we have these promises, beloved, let us, let us cleanse ourselves from even defilement of the body and spirit. And look what he says, bringing holiness into completion to the fear in the fear of God. Paul is saying, brothers and sisters, why are we walking by the flesh? We're supposed to be spiritual People walking in what? The Spirit. Thank you. Why are we indulging in the things of the world? Why are we allowing bitterness and envy and gossip and unforgiveness and not caring and not loving one another? Why are we allowing strife and separation to enter our hearts and in our minds? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to get this thing. We are doing everything with, I think, within our power to keep our church safe. Okay. But, but can this pastor be honest with you? I am, so, I am about fed up to hear with these things. And not, I mean, I don't like to wear them, but I will go in the store to respect everybody. I will wear them when I'm around people to show honor and show respect to them, especially an elder person. So I do what I'm supposed to do with these things. But can I tell you these things? Now, listen, I'm not talking out of something I don't know. I've talked to, I've talked to our secretary of treasure that's over almost 400 churches in our Potomac district. And you would not believe some of the stories he's told us. He said people are walking out of the church. 
People that are pillars of the church. It's been there for years. Uh, deacons and elders and people that have walked along with other people, helping them grow in Christ, is walking out of church saying, I'll never be back over a crazy mask. You have got to be kidding me. What are we going to do, church, when it gets tough? Now you tell me that we're going to allow this to separate friendship? I think I woke you up there, okay? Now we, we, let's, let's be very respectful to each other. We're supposed to wear these when we're around other people. But what I'm trying to communicate, it's not so much the mask. It's the, it's the attitude that we have about the mask. And we're allowing, we're allowing strife. We're allowing envy. Uh, this is Heritage Day, so the older generation likes for me to yell a little bit and get a little mean. So is that okay? I got permission this morning. I got permission, okay? I got permission. That, that, that we're allowing this stuff during this COVID. We're, we're allowing it to separate brothers and sisters in Christ. We're, we're allowing family members to be separated. We're allowing people to be talking about each other and, and gossiping and and all of this stuff going on. And we're called to be born again loving each other. Is that what the word teaches me? Maybe I'm reading it wrong. But I think that's what it teaches me. We're. We're living at a time like I have. Like I have never experienced before. It's my job as a pastor to look after the sheep and love my family and be a watchman over my family. Sometimes they don't like that, but that's my responsibility to be a watchman. I, I am seeing, I, I wrote, a, wrote some things down here about what I feel like that we are allowing as Christians to become in our life. It's like we can, we can do whatever we want and we think now that we can still go to heaven. We can speak whatever we want, disrespect whoever we choose to disrespect, blame whoever we want to blame, talk nasty to whoever we want to talk nasty to. Uh, uh, we're to the point now where we can sleep with whoever we want to sleep with. We can hate whoever we want to hate. We can live in unforgiveness in our heart, and, and we, can blame, we can blame others. It's Christians that think that they can live with racism in their heart, and it's okay. It's Christian families, listen, yelling at each other all the time and acting crazy. Their husbands and wives fighting and screaming at their kids like they're mad. It's Christians lying on each other, telling false things about each other. It's people leaving the church, blaming the pastor, blaming others. Um, I have my rights. I've never heard so much of that in all my life. I have my rights. 
I can gossip about who I choose to gossip about. I can listen and watch anything that I watch. It doesn't matter what I'm watching. If it takes God's name in vain or listen, that's okay. We got Christians now thinking that abortion is okay and right. Where are we going? We got two people, two Christians in the church fighting because of the political party. Who's going to win this? Who's going to win that? And they're Christians. Falling out. The Bible says in the last days. And all of them things I wrote down that come to my heart. And we say, listen, listen. We say, but pastor, we're going to heaven. Living like that. No, we're not. Come on, the watchman's telling you, no, we're not. No, we are not. There was a man in the Bible named, named Saul. And Saul thought he had his rights. I don't need God. I don't need a priest telling me what to do. I don't need a priest uh, telling me to go to the temple and worship. I don't need a priest qu quoting the law to me. I got this. I got my rights. And when you study the life of Saul, God, after warning, after warning, after the watchman on the wall, warning, after warning, after warning, after warning, after the watchman on the wall, warning, warning, Saul. Saul didn't listen to the warning, and Saul lost the anointing. God removed the, the, the protection off of his life. God removed the blessings off of his life. And I wonder if this is not where King David, when King David wrote, listen to what God took off of Saul's life, the Holy Spirit was removed from Saul's life. That is scary. Because Saul had that warning after warning after warning after warning. How many of you have heard this? Pastor, we're living under grace. We, we're not living under the, in the Old Testament anymore, under the law. We're living under grace. So because we're living under grace, I can live the way I want to live. Well, I got news for you. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart this week and said, Son, when you gave your life to Christ, Kevin, you gave up your rights. You gave up your rights of living like that. You gave your rights over to me, and you're to live like the Word tells you to live. King David in Psalms chapter 51 and verse 10 through 11 cried out, and I believe this, where it's, I believe this is where he got it from, from the life of, of, of Saul. He said, create in me, God. David came to a point in his life, and I'm going to reference that just for a minute, but David came to a point in his life where he said, God, you're going to have to create me a clean heart. I can't do it by myself. 
I, I can't walk in this world and see the things of this world. And I, I can't do it. And God, you expect me to have a clean heart. But God, if you'll create a clean heart in me, I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. I'll love you. You'll love me. If, if, if God, if you'll create that heart in me because... God, I can't do it. I got something in my life right now that I am trying, God. I've allowed, I'm just going to be honest. Someone just did something that just literally tore my heart out. And I am fighting with a little bit of bitterness and, and thing in my heart right now that I don't want there. I know that when you're a pastor, you get shot at. I know that. And I know sheep. A, a sheep bite a shepherd, and I know that it goes along with the territory. But, but I, I'm wrestling with that. I've been telling God, God, you're going to have to create in me a pure heart. I can't do it. God, have mercy on us. We need you, God. We need you. If we're going to make it to heaven, I need you. Create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord. Do a deep cleaning in my heart, O oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. And this is what David said. Do not cast me from your presence, Lord. I know I've sinned. I know I've come short. I know I've treated somebody wrong or I've lied or I'm a Christian. I just There's things in my life I know, God, but please. Please show me grace. Please show me grace. I'm trying. Show me grace. Don't cast your Holy Spirit. Don't take the Holy Spirit. Don't leave. I need you. I, I can't live without you in my life. Create in me a clean heart. And David wrote this. I believe David wrote this after the time that David was warned and he walked out on the balcony, and there was a beautiful woman bathing, and David said, find out who she is. And it was Bathsheba. Bathsheba, you know the story, most of you, she, they brought Bathsheba to him, David sleeps with Bathsheba, they have a child, and, 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 and later, uh, David has her husband Uriah killed out on the battlefield. God does have mercy, but he sees our heart. In, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, read your Bibles. There was a prophet named Nathan, and he confronts David about his sin. He tells him this little, he tells him this little story, and David tells Nathan what he should do. Nathan looks the prophet in the, the prophet looks David in the eye and says, David, you are the man. You are the man, David. And I believe that's when David later wrote the psalm. God created me a clean heart. I've sinned towards you. The Lord spoke to my heart, and I'm closing. That he said, Kevin, because you're dealing with a little bit of that in your heart right now. You have gave reason to your sin. 
Oh, that, that's powerful. You have gave reason to your sin, and just because you got a re- just because you think you have a reason to allow that in your heart, it is no reason. We give reason to our sins and think that God is okay with the reason that we give Him. God is never okay with the reason that we give Him because of a sin in our heart. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how bad somebody's treated you. You can't... Tell God at Judgment Day, this is the reason that I've allowed bitterness and hatred in my heart. You pick whatever sin it may be. And we all, Sister Debbie, we give, don't we? Don't we? I mean, I know I do. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. But you know, I have gave reason. I was up here praying yesterday, eating God said, your problem, see, God don't, I don't know, maybe God just kind of plays around with you guys, but he don't play with me. He says, Kevin, your problem is you've gave reason to it. And you've walked in it because you've gave reason to it because of, yeah, justified. Um, let's, 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 let's stand, church, let's stand. Father, we, uh, before we go into baptism, I stand first and foremost, God. And I ask everyone to do the same. Let's just lift our hands, and every one of us knows our heart. Every one of us, we've had somebody to either really be disrespectful or We've had a, maybe a, a spouse that has really done us wrong or we've had someone that really lied to, or, to us or cheat us or whatever it may be. And I think we all can probably say I've gave reason to my wrong in my heart. Lord, we stand here knowing it's not long to your coming. And as a watchman on the wall, I've got to be right also. God, would you create in us a clean heart? We can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own, God. That husband that really wronged me, God, I can't forgive him. That wife that wronged me, I can't forgive her. If I would have knew back then when I poured all my love into them, they would have treated me like that. I'd have never put all that love into them. God, you're going to have to help me. My relations, you're going to have to help me that I'm not, I don't start covenant after other what other people have. God, you're going to have to help me not to think that I just got my act together. And I really don't have to do a daily cleansing because God, I got it 
I got my rights. I got this, God. God, you're going to have to help me, Lord. Because I need your help, just like David created me a clean heart, oh Lord. And I'm going to just give one more minute, and then we're going to do baptism. As they sing, uh, just a chorus. And I want you to talk to the Lord yourself, not the pastor, but you yourself. You do some house cleaning this morning. Hallelujah.